You are listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, episode number 028. Today, it's getting personal. In this episode, I'll be sharing the surprising things that can make or break your business. I'll be speaking straight from the heart and my own experience about the mistakes I made and how I learned the hard way where to laser focus my time, energy, and money. I don't want you to waste another second ignoring the things that can really move the dial for your business. So let's get talking about some simple steps that you can take to achieve your goals starting right now. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Hey there, welcome to episode 28 of the Workshop Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm so excited about today's show because it will save you so much pain and so much struggle in your business. Today, I'm going to open up about the biggest mistakes I made in my own business and see many entrepreneurs around me getting wrong too. I'm going to talk about the most surprising things that can literally make you sink or swim. When I started out in business, I got so many things backwards. Looking back now, I see how I put way too much time, energy, and attention on the wrong things. And on the flip side, hindsight lets me now see those things that were game changers for my business. If only they had been so crystal clear then. It would have saved me so much money and so much time and so much stress. Anyway, it's never too late to make a change for the better. Because here's the thing. Once you've identified what can really make a difference, you can let a bunch of other stuff that's tying up all your time, energy, and money go. Yes, my friends, This is all about doing less and making more, and all with less struggle and waste. So in this show, I'm going to break down the areas of my business that have been totally transformational in helping me grow and scale. More than that, these are also the things that have given me so much clarity, confidence, and best of all, a sense of calm as I move forward. My friends, I want to save you the pain I went through. So no matter where you are in your business life cycle, today's show is especially for you. Okay, are you ready? Let's dig in. Number one of my list of the surprising things that can make or break your business is not understanding your target customer. Guys, I cannot overstate how important this is. If there is just one thing that you take away from this entire episode, this needs to be it. To put it bluntly, if you are grazing over or skipping the step of really dialing down on who your one customer is, you, my friend, will struggle. It's a mistake I made, and I see a lot of other people in business making it too. 
And I get it. In the beginning, we're often so fired up by our passion and our ideas and just so darn delighted that someone might actually pay us to do the work that we love. We skip this important step. In my early days, I was so keen and so busy that I didn't want to waste any precious time envisioning an imaginary person or actually talking to people. Plus, in the beginning, the fact that I didn't really have customers made me assume, wrongly, that I couldn't actually do any customer research. Also, and maybe this will sound familiar, I didn't want to alienate a single solitary person. So what did I do instead starting out? I figured I'd just try a bunch of different stuff to see what resonated. And I tried to be all things to all people. Ugh, that is wrong, my friends. This throwing spaghetti at the wall approach was totally draining. It's ineffective and it's costing you precious time that could be spent doing things the right way. The result of trying to be all things to all people, well, it just led to a whole lot of confusion. And to be blunt, it sucked. It sucked for me and it sucked for my potential customers who weren't really sure exactly who I was talking to or what I was all about. Also, on the business side, it was useless. <laughs> it's common when you're starting out to want to be something for everyone, and it's totally okay to cast a wide net in the early days, but the quicker you can niche down, the quicker you'll start to see the benefits of a clear direction. Well, I now know what a mistake this was, and I know now I should have spent some time at the front end digging deep, talking to potential customers instead of losing sales and sleep trying to market to everyone. Instead of struggling with the big business decisions because I didn't know who I was trying to reach. When you don't know who your ideal customer is, it's like you're at sea without a compass. And that's just a recipe for frustration, burnout, and a whole lot of wasted resources. Because you'll make yourself crazy trying to be all things to all people while simultaneously actually being no one in particular to anyone in particular. Once you start talking to your customer, figuring out who exactly they are, what they want and need, the language that they use, and how you can serve them, your business will blast off. And it's so easy, it feels like cheating. Not only will you know who to target in your sales, but you'll also have the exact words to use in your marketing to engage, delight, and convert your ideal customer. But if you don't understand your target customer or your ideal client, you are at serious risk of wasting huge amounts of time, energy, and money. It's a surefire route to burnout and frustration. And if I'm being candid, part of the reason I didn't want to talk to potential customers in the early days is because I was scared they might tell me they weren't actually interested in what I was selling. I was nervous that my business idea might get shot down before it ever really launched. Have you ever had those fears too? If so, don't feel bad. They're super common. But here's the thing. It's tremendously powerful insight to know who you're for and not for, to know what's going to stop your peeps dead in their scrolls and what's going to elicit a big meh. About 10 years ago, I read Chris Brogan's book, Trust Agents. 
And it was a total game changer in helping me to understand who my ideal customer is and why this knowledge is so important. It was by following Chris and a bunch of other online marketers like Amy Porterfield that helped me to see the light. Now I know exactly who my ideal customer is for any particular branch of my business. For this one, she's a mother who's exploring the entrepreneurship scene, looking to escape the confines of her soulless job, looking to take control of her lifestyle and really ramp up her business venture. She's hungry to connect with someone who's gone before her, yearning for more purpose in her life, eager and excited to learn how to hashtag do all of the things. (laughs) Sound familiar? If I just described you, that is not a coincidence. In episode four of this podcast, I drilled down deep into all things ideal customer related and offered up lots of easy exercises to find and define yours. So if you haven't done this work already, I'd highly recommend going back and giving that episode a listen and downloading the workbook that goes along with it. It's a really good one, you guys, like it should actually probably cost money. This is one step I don't want you to skip. Even if you're so early in your business, you don't actually have any real customers yet, take it from me. This is key. Please don't make the same mistake I did. Episode four will walk you through the steps you need to take to get there. Okay, so you're going to spend some time getting to know your ideal customers. Then next up in my list of the surprising things that can make or break your business is being disorganized and not having systems. When I look back on the early days of my business, it's a total blur, a crazy chaotic blur. And you know what? It wasn't a beautiful creative chaos. It was actually a hot mess. I was completely winging it and it definitely showed. It showed in the appointments I missed because I didn't have a good system to track and manage my time and keep my calendar organized. It showed in the emails I didn't reply to in a timely manner because I didn't have a system to manage correspondence. It showed in the ages it took me to deliver the final packages to clients because I was trying to fit in late night editing sessions around my insanely busy work days with a camera smushed up against my face. Honestly, you guys, when I think back to those early days, I actually feel a little ill because I remember how terrible it felt to be working so hard and yet always feeling completely out of control and overwhelmed. And if I might, underpaid because I didn't have a pricing system that accounted for all of my time and all of my expenses. I want to interrupt for a quick sec to tell you about a product that I've recently come across. I have never been a fan of wearing pantyhose. Most of the time after one wash, they would pill and tear. And honestly, it always just felt like an enormous waste of money to own them. Then came Sheertex. The strongest pantyhose in the world delivered right to my door in the cutest little box. Their fibers don't exist anywhere else on the market. They actually miniaturize the fibers used in bulletproof vests to create a knit just as strong as the people who wear them. You basically have to be Hulk to rip these things. And they have quickly converted me into a person that raves endlessly about my shears. I don't want you to miss out. So head over to kellylawson.ca slash sheertex, S-H-E-E-R-T-E-X, and use the code kellyslawson10 to save 10% on your new pair of shears today. 
So number two on the list of surprising things that can make or break your business is being disorganized and not having systems. Don't make the same mistake I did thinking that being a creative meant that I didn't need systems. That process would kill my inspiration and be a total buzzkill to my passion. My friends, nothing can be further from the truth. In fact, what actually happens if you can wrangle all your to-dos into systems that you can replicate is that you'll have so much more time and headspace and energy for the work that matters to you most. You know, those special things that your customers come to you for. And again, for all you emerging entrepreneurs who are in the early stages of business, don't skip this step. Don't wait like I did until you're drowning in a sea of tasks and don't make the mistake of ignoring the so-called smaller jobs. They add up and they can crush your passion and your motivation. And hey, I get it. I get that you just want to bulldoze through these tasks and get them done. But if you added up all the just one quick emails that we are sending to clients day after day, the reality is these things really do add up and they can easily become the things that you are spending most of your time doing. I am living proof that there is a better way, even if you're still in the early stages. So take a little time to step back and think about those things you can organize and create systems for in your business. For me, automation and outsourcing have been absolute game changers on this front. For a deep dive into how I got a handle on this aspect of my business and created systems that make it hum, go back and check out episode 13. In that show, I look at how I used to waste precious hours every week, sometimes every day, doing the same tedious tasks over and over. In that episode, I walk you through how to identify repetitive tasks along with the things that you don't have to do and those draining jobs that you don't want to do and start creating systems and adding automation to your business's back end. I walk you through how to do a task audit and then I dish up a bunch of actionable steps you can take to get off that old hamster wheel that you're on. And even if you're not ready to outsource, although this is one of the surest paths to growth, you can build in systems to keep yourself on track, whether that means getting apps or software to automate repetitive tasks or blocking and batching work so that you're not constantly flitting from one task to another. For instance, one of my creative entrepreneur friends blocks off Friday afternoons for her admin work. She knows that by the end of the week, her creative tank is pretty empty. So she uses that time for the mundane but important things like invoicing, running to Staples to stock up on supplies, or filing her paperwork so her home office is nice and tidy. My point is, it's a system that she's created that works for her and frees her up most of the time to do the meaningful work she loves and that makes her the most money. The systems you put in place are the rock-solid foundation that will allow you to build that beautiful empire of yours. Okay, so systems, you need them. Now, moving right along to the next big mistake I made in my business, and this is going to hit hard with a lot of you, not having a balanced life and not taking the time away from your work. For years, 
I didn't stop. Vacation, not for this passionate solopreneur fun. I'd lost track of how to have it. But then it hit me. I didn't leave my occupational therapy career to trade in my four weeks vacation for zero. Instead, I imagined beauty in the freedom of being my own boss. I imagined a loose schedule and all the autonomy. And before I knew it, I was actually taking zero weeks vacation and started questioning all of my big life decisions. If you're feeling caught in the hustle, you're not alone. We're living in hustle culture, you guys, and social media just feeds the comparison game where we never feel like enough. And so we work longer hours and neglect our health and our loved ones in an impossible bid to get ahead. Well, I've spent a lot of time lately thinking about what enough is. Enough success, enough career moving, enough revenue, enough work. It is so easy to always want more. The hard part is actually drawing a line, the kind that says, yep, that's good. I'm cool with what I've accomplished. I'll rest now. So many of us are struggling with the pressure of our always-on, productivity-obsessed culture. I think this is especially true of us women who are often doing double duty, working outside the home, and shouldering the majority of the domestic work as well. And for us entrepreneurs, the stereotype of burning the midnight oil and doing whatever it takes to make our businesses succeed can be difficult to resist. But resist we must. (laughs) We need to stand up against these explicit and subliminal messages that tell us we should be optimizing every second of every day. We need to make time for resting, daydreaming, and reading. We need to unplug and unwind, and you can't be successful if you cut that stuff out. I mean, isn't that what we're all working so hard to have anyway? A life and a career that we love? What is the point of all of this if it only leaves us sick, tired, and cranky? A couple of years ago, on the verge of mental and physical exhaustion, I realized I'd reached a crisis point. I needed a vacation. So I did something I hadn't done in years. I booked off two solid weeks. I spent two weeks next to the ocean, and it was the best thing for my body and spirit and my family. Also, it was great for my business. Nothing makes me more productive than time off. It's hard to do at first, but once you get there, trust me, it's great. Kind of like going to the gym. After vacation or even just an unplugged weekend with my family or friends, I return to work refreshed and renewed. So block time off. Unplug. Give your clients lots of notice. Be vigilant about guarding your downtime, your family time, and your you time. And I promise You'll love your work even more after some rest. So now I make time to take care of my body, doing the basic things like eating well, getting lots of sleep, and even working in a little walk here and there. I mean, if you know me, you know that you're never going to catch me swinging a kettlebell or training for a marathon. No, thank you. A little gentle yoga or walking my dog, Apple, is my idea of a workout. Sleep marathons are likely the ones I'm best equipped for. (laughs) I legitimately sleep nine hours a night, you guys. 
Anyway, my point here is that whatever it is that feeds your body and mind, you need to prioritize it. If you don't, there's no surer path to resenting your business and just plain burning out, but the risks are even higher. If you don't find a balance between your work and your personal life, it can be really dangerous for your health. Many studies confirm this. People who are all work and no play, who don't make time for themselves, are at 33% greater risk of stroke and have a 13% greater risk of heart disease. I don't say that to scare you. I say it to empower you. Okay, so now that you know why finding balance is so super important, let's move on to number four on my list of the things that can make or break your biz. And the next one is money stuff. I used to feel like I lived in a perpetual groundhog day. Every Sunday, I would need to sit down and take time to think about what I would cook for the week, make a list of what groceries I would need to buy, and then go spend hours at the grocery store collecting the ingredients, sometimes needing to visit two or three places to find everything I needed. And still, we felt like we were eating the same meals over and over. Enter HelloFresh. The meals are pre-planned, the groceries are gathered, and everything I need to prepare delicious meals for my family is dropped off at my door once per week. We are discovering new delicious recipes every week. I am getting the hours of meal prep time back. There is no food waste. And best of all, every meal can be prepared in just 30 minutes. Visit kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh to check out some of my favorite meals and save $40 on your first box. That's kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh. Financial planning and management is not my strength, you guys. In fact, it's probably the area of business where I am the weakest. So what did I do? I ignored it. And of course, my money problems didn't go away when I hid my head in the sand. Instead, they multiplied. Admitting to myself that I suck at all things financial and desperately needed help in this area was one of the best things I did for my mental health and for my books. So even if you're early stage or haven't even launched yet, do not skip getting serious about money. This is definitely one of those areas of your business where you want to be planning ahead, not retroactively trying to get it right. So even if your cash flow is just a trickle or maybe even non-existent, and even if you plan to take on at least some of the money stuff yourself, like doing your own bookkeeping or remitting your own taxes, promise me that you won't make the same mistake I did and wait. Nothing will kill your passion for business and stress you out more than messy financials. And I get it. It's easy to understand why so many entrepreneurs skip proper financial planning from the get-go. For one thing, it's an expense. For another thing, it's time away from doing what you love most. Accountants and consultants are professionals, and their fees reflect that. But believe me, the cost of good advice and a solid plan delivers major ROI. Plus, it means you don't have the stress of wondering if you've got your financial ducks in a row. That alone is worth the expense. But there are other reasons too, beyond cost or practical considerations that I think a lot of us turn a blind eye to all things money related. 
For most of us, there are a lot of emotions around money. Maybe we feel embarrassed we're not making quote unquote enough or that we haven't been better at planning for it. I get it. I've been there. For whatever reason, money has always been one of those subjects that I shy away from. If I could give you absolutely everything you want and need in this world for free and still find a way to feed my family, trust me, I would do that. Well, I think this podcast is a pretty good example of that, actually. But I also know that avoidance or shame doesn't help us wrangle our finances. Believe me, an accountant or advisor is not there to judge you. And there's nothing they haven't seen. So even if you're in the red or your books are a hot mess or you just feel like adult when it comes to those dollar dollar bills, don't worry. That's what they're there for. Also, I think for a lot of us, when we start out in business, we're so delighted that anyone would actually pay us to do the work that we love that we get carried away with the excitement and forget to be a little hard-headed about money. We forget that we need to look beyond our bank balance or check today and plan for the future. And for most of us, that means planning for growth. And that opens up a whole lot of strategy around things like new revenue sources, investments, tax planning, payroll, sales, and marketing. It's a lot. And good news, we are going to cover all of this in an upcoming workshop episode. So stay tuned for that one. But for now, remember, identifying your weak spots, whether it is something you know you aren't good at or something that you simply do not like, is the sign of a great entrepreneur. And once you've come to terms with it, the next step is to get someone in your lifeboat who understands your needs and fills in the gaps. And it's a very calming, confident feeling to know that your books are in order. You have a business development plan and targets moving forward and CRA or the IRS is not on your tail. Plus, a professional can help you see the growth potential and a good accountant can actually save you money. Trust me on that one. Have you guys seen my new website? It's pretty gorgeous, and if I know you, you're probably feeling like your website isn't as good as you'd like it to be, and you're struggling a little to find the perfect solution. Well, my friend, I have some advice for you. Get a Tonic site. Until I discovered Tonic, I was on that struggle bus too, and my Tonic site has forever changed the way I show up online and in my business. Tonic sites are completely customizable, they're code-free, and built with all the best marketing strategies in mind. It's time for you to have a site that looks just as good and probably even better than others in your industry so you can finally stand out in a way that's perfectly unique to you. And today I'm giving you that extra little nudge that I think you've been waiting for. Save 15%. That's up to $200 on your new site. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash tonic site to find your perfect site and use the code Kelly Lawson to save 15% on your gorgeous new site today. So now we're rolling right along and after avoiding all things money related, the next biggest mistake I want to talk to you about is another kind of avoidance. Mistake number five, ladies and gentlemen, is hiding from your customers, not showing up on social media, letting your blog go dormant, avoiding sending this week's newsletter or email or anything like that. 
In my experience, this happens for two reasons. One, you're so darn busy doing all of the things that you neglect your marketing and don't post for days, weeks, or sometimes even months. If this is your challenge, you have an organizational and systems problem, my friend. But there's another big reason that people hide, and it might be because you felt rejected. You put out an offer or a post and it got no response, and now you feel like a total loser and you want to hide from the world. I know all about it because I've been there. It's really demoralizing to put a lot of effort and care into something and be met with, well, crickets. I've had this experience and more recently I had this experience in the spring and I'm not going to lie, it hurt. I'd created a course that wasn't exactly flying off the shelf and I wanted to go back into bed and pull the covers over my head and have a good old cry. In fact, that's exactly what I did. And then I got up and I got back out there again. Guys, don't hide. Don't ghost your followers, even if they aren't picking up what you're laying down. For one thing, this is great market research. Over time, you'll start to see trends in your content and engagement from a new offer to a high-performing post. So just treat a dud offer as such. Learn from it and move on. But the other reason, and this is so important, is that just because no one took up on your offer this time doesn't mean they won't go for it down the road. In fact, at any given time, more than 99% of your followers or audience won't be ready to click add to cart. You don't start with a transaction for that very reason. Your social media and your marketing is all about letting customers and fans know, like, and trust you. I see businesses showing up all the time with one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to sell. This might turn over some short wins and sales, but in the long run, it is not the most strategic approach to social media and marketing. In relationship terms, consider it more of a Victorian courtship than a one-night stand. You need to build rapport to nurture the relationship. So that means they know, like, and trust you before they'll buy from you, but also so that you're reaching them where they are at during that 99% of the time when they aren't ready to buy what you have for sale. But also, you need to understand on a deeper level who they are and what they care about, even apart from how it relates to what you're trying to sell them. So don't hide, okay? Okay. So I've served up my top five surprising things that can make or break your business. And now I have just one more to finish with. It is no secret at all that I love to shop. When I find something I love, I buy it in every color and I live in it. Generally speaking, I dress for casual style and comfort, but I also invest in pieces that go with everything else in my closet. I guess I'm a lover of leverageability in all areas of life. I get asked a lot where I got my clothing items and I try to tag these products as I post them online. But for those of you that want to get a better look at what I'm adding to my capsule each season, head to kellylawson.ca slash mystyle. I'll add the latest and greatest fashion items as I find them and link to the best deals I can find. So make sure you check in regularly and happy shopping workshop warriors. It's one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn, and it is this. Not everything is linear. 
And here's what I mean by that. Your business and your life won't follow a perfectly consistent path. Your growth trajectory likely won't be a perfectly smooth arc. Instead, it will likely be a winding path with some dead ends and some off-roading along the way. What I've learned in over a decade in business is that there are a million and one things that you won't see coming. There will be projects or years that don't go as planned. There will be totally unexpected events like pandemics that will rock your business in ways that you could never anticipate. My friend, you will try things, some will rise and some will go over like a lead balloon. And that is all perfectly a-okay. In fact, it's better than okay. It's perfect because it means that you're out there giving it your all, trying things and treating failures as your best teacher and adapting to the adventure. And I can't think of anything more exciting than that, to be perfectly honest. So be patient. Success rarely happens overnight, but it becomes exponentially more plausible when you learn and adapt and stick with it. So there it is, the six biggest mistakes I've made in my business so that you can avoid making them in yours. I think it's so important to share not just our successes, but also our failures to share all parts of this journey. So I hope this episode will have saved you some precious time, energy, money, and maybe a little pain too. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about what mistakes you've made or what you're struggling with. So please feel free to drop into my DMs on Insta and tell me. You can find me at Kelly S. Lawson and tell me how you made out. And I'll see you here next week, same time, same place, for another workshop to keep making change for the better in your life and in your business. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you workshop warrior you.